Welcome to the Friends I View podcast, where Sean and Jose talk about everything under the sun. Visit friendsayview.com for more, unlock exclusive content on Patreon, and catch our videos on YouTube at the Friends I View. Subscribe for weekly episodes and let's explore the world together. So we're going to talk about the infamous subject because I've watched so many, so many, so many videos where you have like a red pill view or you have more of like a liberal feminist view. Um, well, relationships is the topic, but there's so many, there's so many, so many videos out there. People just giving to me what I would say is almost BS advice. Like it's just horrible. It's like, why would you even give that advice? Like it's not effective at all. Um, so yeah, I was telling you about that lady yesterday. Yes. Cause we're going to be talking about sharing finances where, where you have, you have a lot of people that go, yeah, when you're married, you should be sharing finances. You should like have the same bank accounts. And then you have, you have others who go, nah, you need to keep it separate. And usually there's at least some logical explanation since all of this is based off of experience, facts, and truths, you know? True. Okay. True to make the best decisions off of whatever it is. And she just goes, the reason why you should be sharing bank accounts is because you share the same bed. That was her that was her logic behind it. I'm like, that's what? You can't you can't share <laughs> you should be sharing bank accounts because you guys share the share same bed. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I guess in her, I, I can't speak for her because, and I don't even know her, but everyone has a, I believe a way of, they think a way that they think can be better for relationships, whether it's financial, whether it's, uh, just overall communication. Um, everyone has their own opinion on how it should go. So, you know, not to knock that lady, but I, I, don't see any logic in what she said. Yeah, no, no, I'm knocking her. <laughs> I'm wondering why anybody gave her a mic. Because <laughs> here's my thing, right? It's like, yeah, is I think the real problem, we're going to talk about this in other podcasts, but I think the real problem is, is we, we try to use, especially when it comes to traditions or systems or ways of life, we try to compare every generation from the to the previous generation true it's like if the previous generations had it right perfectly and i'm saying perfectly there would be no there'd be no reason to change there were changes because like for instance with my great grandparents you know my grandparents you know they when it came to relationships it was a little more traditional you know yeah true where my grandpas they they were the breadwinners they were the different things and then my grandmas, they usually took care of the grandkids. They took care of the house, you know. Yeah. They played more of a support role. But if that was a perfect way for life to be, then in the, in the 60s, when feminists wanted their own rights, would have never even happened because it would have been like, look, let's stay traditional. This is working for us. It obviously wasn't working. And then it became the more semi-traditional route. And then even that didn't have perfect, you know, it wasn't perfect. So now you have more modern rights, you know? Gotcha. I, I think, 
I think it plays an important factor too uh, on just time and the different changes that occurs um, throughout history, throughout life, throughout everything. Because back in the 60s, it's different from the way we live today. You know, back in the 60s, everything was less expensive that the, the woman could stay at home. Now things are, you know, gaining price and you have to make more because we're spending more. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah, and I also think that if women actually wanted to stay at home, they would have never, they would have never, they would have never said anything. True, true. I mean, it it just depends. It really does. They started saying things when they decided they didn't want to stay at home. Yeah, because you know, and every guy who's been in any relationship doesn't matter how alpha male you are. Okay. If your woman wants something, you're at least going to entertain the idea. You're going to listen to what she wants. Of course, if you want to maintain that relationship. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, so we're going to be talking about relationships, and you know, even though there there really isn't anybody who is a professional relationships, like neither of us are professionals in relationships. Correct. But I've had lots of flames and lots of girlfriends. Been married once, and you know, I have some lessons learned. And you've been, you've had girlfriends, and you've been married twice, and you have some lessons learned. So even if our advice doesn't help you find the love of your life, maybe it will at least kind of alleviate some of the pain. Because the truth of the matter is, every decision we make in life is it's best guess anyway, based off of experience facts and data you know yeah true so and, what just, to, just, and just to correct you i have been married three times sir but uh i get along famously with my two ex-wives and actually my current wife speaks to my two ex-wives so right. yeah okay i'll see you third times in charm you know yes. what they say right that's exactly what a lot of lessons learned from your that you can what I wanted to do is I wanted to propose an idea because okay. when you look at like relationships, I consider like marriage and domestic partnership very similar. Okay. Obviously without the the wedding, without the obnoxious parts of that. Okay. I'd buy that. Okay. And if you look at the statistics is that first term marriages have about a 50% divorce rate okay it's pretty high yeah 80 percent of those are done by women okay and so based off this knowledge i wanted to i wanted to try to figure out well why 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 is it that way and i and i think i figured it out okay i think we have three groups of relationship types okay okay we have our traditional relationship types, which is like what you would see, you know, commonly based off of what people would think, like your grandma or grandpa, where okay, one of them would would carry a more gender specific, like the male role, you know, provider. Yeah, sure. um, they they took the cars washing, you know. Yes. Okay. And then. You had the feminine role, which was more of a support role. Okay. Well, granted, equally important, but they, you know, ironed out the clothes, took care of the kids, took care of the house. They supported. Yeah. Okay. And 
And that can be traditional in the sense, meaning not traditional, just male or female, because you can see gay and lesbian couples who have that same dynamic. Yeah. Okay. Saying, as far as what the stereotypical gender roles are. Okay. So traditional in that sense. Okay. And then you have semi-traditional, which is where I think most people are, including myself. Okay. Where both of you have kind of a career, both of you might have a, have a business or one of them may have a business, one have a career. Now you both are providing, but the support role is kind of DV'd up between the two parents. Meaning today you might go pick up your son from school mm -hmm. okay. and, and Fulia may actually go cook dinner. <laughs> gotcha. My bad. You might do sweeping and she might do mopping or, you know, where you kind of DV up and there isn't, you do have the traditional role, but it's not as forefront as the previous, you know? Okay. More of a 50-50 kind of, and I think that's kind of where most people are, uh, are that, that group. And then you have the modern group and the modern group is, you know, they both have their own careers, they own their own business, they may even have their own houses, they might have their own cars, they might even have their own retirement accounts. And the way that they view relationships, is they view it as it's not necessarily a need for them. They already have their life planned out. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and and if you were to say move into move in together, they wouldn't feel obligated to go 50-50 on your house because they're like, why would I have 50-50 on your house when I already have my own house? I would just stay at my own house and then I'll just stay over here every now and then and you stay over my house every now and then. And you may even see the dynamic in their relationship as a long-term solution because they both have their own stuff. Okay. And it works for them. And it works for them. Now, what the problem is, is I see that people are not picking which group or which type of relationship that they want or desire. Like th for them, they'll be like, look, I'm modern, but I want a traditional and that's just not going to work. So what are you thinking? They're not speaking about the relationship type they want in the beginning? No, no. What I'm thinking is that the overall dynamic of the relationship is different. Okay. Like a traditional person who wants a traditional relationship or considers themselves traditional. Okay. They're not saying they can't be successful with a semi-traditional or modern. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that your odds are overwhelmingly against you. Okay. Because a person who views themselves as traditional is going to want that semi-traditional person to stay home take care of the kids, do all the house, and that's not who they are. Gotcha. And then the modern, that's not who they are at all. And, and so that dynamic becomes off. So I think each group kind of has to start off with picking somebody in that dynamic that is similar to them. To them, okay. That's where the starting point should be at first. Hmm. What, do you, what are your views on... If they pick the wrong person that's in a different dynamic from them, maybe they start to conform to the same dynamic as that other person if they love that person that much in order to do so. Would that would you would you think that would work? And that can happen. And I, I think that goes along with the 
what we're going to be talking about soon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I, I, you know, I <laughs> believe me, I am no relationship expert. <laughs> I've been, been married three times, um, but I've learned. I've learned from my relationships. I've learned from my marriages. You know, more so for me, open communication, open dialogue, a lot of uh, truthfulness and a lot of trust, most definitely, is what I, for myself, view as um, contributing to a successful relationship. Absolutely. And I guess it, I think that's where it goes into some of the topics we're going to be talking about soon. Yes. Yes. Is, is I think where we, we have a problem as a species is that there's two dynamics to a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And what, what is happening is that a lot of people in a lot of relationships, I know I've done it, uh, where you go in under one dynamic and expect that relationship to be successful, but you're still missing half of the equation. It's like one plus one equals two. You need both ones for a equal two. Correct. That dynamics is that when you are in a relationship, you are essentially a business. So in your case, it's Jose and Julia LLC or whatever you want to you want to grasp it as. And that business is your life. Okay. And there are two sides to this relationship. There's the love and romance and the connection side, which is what we love. And then that's why we we gravitate toward relationships in the first place. Okay. But there's also a business aspect of that relationship and i think that you have a lot of times where we just go off of love matter of fact there were songs about it where it's like all you need is love you know and it's like nah nah that's not all you need that's yeah. only half of the equation and then you have people that just get in relationships just for the business side of things and then they don't work and yeah. it's because you really need both of it yes is is how i view it and that and there's different levels to relationships. Like when you're first dating, it's just kind of just seeing if there's a connection. Okay. So the things that I'm talking about are going to help you in that initial side of things. But the remainder of this conversation will be more for the long-term relationships, um, such as domestic partnerships and marriage. Okay. It's because, you know, when you're dating, it's just, I'm just trying to establish a connection. And you're going to learn things about your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever it is in that stage. But that stage is you're going to learn considerably different things once you get into the I'm a girlfriend, boyfriend or whatever phase. See, for me, it leads back to that truthfulness. Because when you first go on that first date, that is not the person that actually shows up. I was absolutely, you know, so that's what I'm saying. So it starts off wrong from the beginning. If that person comes to the table, to that initial date for me, and this is in my own opinion, if that person comes to that first date with open honesty, and this is who I am, you can know right then and there, whether it's going to last or whether it's not, but because people say, oh, I want to put on my, you know, I want this person to like me so much. Perhaps that's why you don't get their that true version of themselves on that first or second date. No, but in all fairness, you kind of have to have it that way. 
Um, really cheap. Yeah, because because look at look look at the um, the reality, the the dynamics of our society. Like if you're a male, right, and say you're interested in a woman, right? Okay. There are very few women out here that don't have a million different options, even ones they weren't even thinking about. Okay. Um, so you are competing. You are competing with every last man in their life, every person who's going to say hi to them in the next 15 minutes. You're competing with all of them as to why they should spend time with you, not only today, but potentially in the future. So I, so I think um, the mating ritual, if you want to call it that, doesn't really allow for complete honesty. Now, I think you should have honesty, but I think there's still a level of showboating. There's still a level of pizzazz, you know? Yeah. I think, I think you get down to the brass tacks truly when you try to... And this is the first time you really should get down to the brass tacks. You know, you start working toward it, obviously. You start learning more, starting to experience some more, and get more connection. But it's when you become married or domestic partnership, in which at that point in time, you were going, hey, look, we had two separate businesses. <laughs> now we're going to make it one business. I have some goals, there's some financial stuff, there's taxes, there's maybe property involved, there's investments, there's careers and businesses, and there's support and obligations, and there's um, that I have that are going to be different than when we were just dating, you know, or maybe okay. they were the same. I just didn't know that I needed those boundaries because I'm only seeing you once a week, you know? So I think at that point in time, they should sit down for either case, whether it be a whether it be a domestic partnership or a marriage. Okay. Create a prenup. Now prenups obviously get a bad situation because they always think about it's lack of lack of trust. Lack of trust. No, it's saying lack of trust or just if this ends. It's like, no, what this is is this is a contractual agreement between you both, right? You're already doing a contractual agreement if you get married. You know, domestic partnerships have a contractual agreement as well. Like me and Genesis are going to be doing a domestic partnership. Okay. Yeah, we're going to be signing a contractual agreement with Columbia. Okay. So it's like, look... If everybody else can have a contractual agreement with us, we can have. We should be able to sit down and have an agreement with each other of going. Look, this is what my goals are. This is how we're going to handle financial, and we're going to negotiate. Both of us are going to negotiate, so it's not like one person gets all the say or one person. It's um, the, we're going to negotiate. Like for instance, like with Genesis, because we'd already did this. I told her, I go, if we ever did get married, I didn't feel the need to buy two rings because they're going to put one ring in their dresser and they're going to wear one. <laughs> okay. And I go, there's no sense of spending massive amounts of money on this ring either. Gotcha. And because I'm going to have to buy both, and I, meaning both hers and mine. So that means. So her, her counter was, her counter was, was, 
I want two rings. They don't have to be expensive. They just have to be beautiful. Okay. And so that's what I'm saying. Like you negotiate it and you never, and if you have property, you negotiate that. Um, the kids thing, you can negotiate that. You can negotiate, you know, careers and different things, any boundaries you have. Because what a contract really does, and, I, and you've had contracts before, you had a contract with your house, cars, et cetera, military, military right. contract. Oh, yeah. Is what it does is it does several things. One of the main things it does is it establishes what is going to be the expectation of both parties. Okay. And it holds them responsible because you've already had you had this conversation of, hey, look, this is what I'm going to expect of you. This is what you're going to expect of me. And then later on, then it talks about, okay, well, if our relationship doesn't work out, this is what's going to happen between us both. And so what you're doing here is you're establishing a business plan for your business, really. Yes, it is a contract. Yes, it is a prenup. But you're establishing a plan for your life because your girl may want to start a business so she can put it in there. She wants her mother to be able to, she wants Christmas or Thanksgiving with her mother. You're going to have all these conversations anyway, whether you're going to have these conversations now or you're going to have these conversations 20 years from now. Okay. You're going to have this conversation. At least put it here and then make it a living contract to where you both can agree on things. If you want to make changes in the future, you both have to sign the changes and make it a living document. Okay. But what this does is this lets both partners know what is important to you, why is it important to you, and then even if you don't necessarily agree entirely you guys can compromise like with the ring sink the example we compromised okay it wasn't all or nothing it was compromised and now we both can go into it understanding what both each other's responsibilities and everything are going to be because of that so i think everybody who does i mean you can almost treat it almost like an operating agreement because that's really what it is is the operating agreement of an llc <laughs> okay so this, obviously, we're going to have to talk about it uh, <laughs> further because this topic here. So you're saying, in essence, a relationship should be treated like a business. Contracts should be established going into that relationship. That way you don't sustain any financial losses or any heartaches later on if the business uh, goes into foreclosure. I mean, obviously, the protection side of the thing is definitely there. Yes. And, you know, you can negotiate fairly on the divorce side of things, even. You're like, look, any, anything that we have together, um, we can split. I mean, that's a part of your guys' negotiation. Yeah, because, um, but would it, wouldn't you also think if you're going in that way as well, you're actually setting up your relationship for failure? Because you're already thinking negatively going into the relationship instead of thinking positively. My take is that... Even if a relationship doesn't work, 
you were once in love with that person, I would assume because you're in that relationship or you cared for that person so much because you were in that relationship that if things don't work out for whatever reason, shouldn't you be mature enough to try not to hurt that person in the process because of the fact that you once loved that person? But then emotions start taking over and depending on the reason that they, the relationship ceases to exist, is when people start going crazy and I want to get revenge and I want to do this to hurt them as much as they hurt me and so on and so forth. So these are valid questions. So let me ask you, you, you financed your house, right? Yes. You you went in and signed a contract very similar to what we were talking about with the bank, right? Yes. Did you have any intention of not paying for the house? No, not at all, because then I know I wouldn't have a place to stay. <laughs> exactly. So you did it to protect yourself, and the bank did it to protect themselves. Correct. Neither of these parties go into the relationship expecting the person to not pay them. True. Because if the bank expected you to not pay them, and you expected to not pay them, or you expected the bank to take the house from you while you're paying, Correct. And neither of you would have signed this contract at all. True. You signed this so that both of you can establish the conversation of what do we do in these circumstances? Gotcha. Like, okay. like. Because it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I know. I, I see your point of view. It is going to happen. These topics are going to come up. They're going to be addressed. And yeah, because. Because early, how then, much easier it is knowing when you're living together who who's paying for the house, who's who's doing the cooking, who's doing the cleaning, who, um, where do you guys want to live? Because like in my contract, I go look, Genesis, because she's Venezuelan. Okay, so I go, I want to live in, and I'm going to live in Colombia. So this this is this this is where we're gonna live but i went and gave her two options because remember i was talking about the guatemala or not guatemala but uh ecuador ecuador so yeah. I said, so i go i go we're not gonna live in the united states that's 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 off the table okay but ecuador colombia which which one and then she replied back and she goes well, I have no problem with Ecuador, but I'm Venezuelan, and there's a little bit of challenges on Ecuador-Venezuelan relationship. Okay. So I actually prefer Colombia if we can. Okay. Which actually is is negotiated because you're from the States. She's from Venezuela, so you guys are living in a neutral country of Colombia. Yeah. So what I'm like, got it's like, okay. it's like when people look at this, they don't think of the negotiation side. You can physically, this is where you sit down and talk about things that are important to you. Gotcha. Okay. Because if I want to live in Colombia and she doesn't want to live in Colombia, it doesn't matter if I sign this contract or not. It's not going to work. relationship is going to fail at some point. Gotcha. Okay. Here we're just knocking the things out that are important. So you go in with all the information. They go, can I live with this? If you're if your spouse, because you see like spouses who like to take trips everywhere with their friends once a month, they like to go to clubs with their girlfriends once a month or twice a month or every weekend, where you can negotiate that and be like, look, I would like to attend with you and your girlfriends at least once or twice a month, or I would like to go on some of those trips with you. Gotcha. Okay. So that you're not having, so you're not having this conversation later in a drastic fight when she 
Finally, he goes, hey, look, me and my girlfriends want to do a trip once once a month. She's all girls. You'd already established, hey, look, she wants to do this, and I'm okay with her doing it. But maybe, okay. maybe once in a while, I want I want to go with them. Okay. You know? So that's what I'm getting at. It's like it's a negotiation to even see if your relationship has the potential because compromise is important, right? Okay. Compromise for society and relationship. So what happens in in the future when either party establishes new friends and they go hang out or they want to hang out with this person, forget about what they talked about in the beginning with that contract? Do you pull the contract out and say, nope, this is what we talked about? Or do you you start negotiating or, or compromising from that point on as well? What I'm getting at is, like, in here, like, mm-hmm. you should already know what your obligations are, and you've been dealing with it for all this time. If you're, <laughs> like, you know, if there needs to be changes to the document, or you want to be able to negotiate things, then make it a living document where it means, okay, look, um, this is the... It, it's like any good document, like the Constitution. Sure. The Constitution is a, a set in stone. Yes. You have a lot of amendments. You have amendments and things you can put on it. And that's the thing with all these things. It's like, okay, this is what worked right now. Maybe something else came up. Maybe she decided not to be a doctor. Maybe maybe you guys decided to do something else. Then you can renegotiate the the stuff. Maybe there was a kid involved. Maybe there was something important. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be set in stone this is a guide based off of where we are right now so okay whatever the obligations are the agreements are right now from that signature that's what you're being held to that's the accountability on both parts so both parties are accountable okay See, right now if without this there's no accountability at all the only accountability is that we quote unquote live till death do us part that's the accountability <laughs> okay but if you look, because you're not a marriage contract, there is no oblig- obligatory things in there. <laughs> it's, it's just literally beside the From experience, it, it doesn't have to be set in stone of what your responsibilities may be. But from experience, you tend to figure out what your responsibilities yeah. are. Here, here you put it to a contract so that they know, okay, this is how this is going to go. Yeah. Now, all the important stuff, and then, like I said, if you need to make changes or amendments, you guys can make those changes, amendments together on more negotiations. You don't have to negotiate the whole thing. You can negotiate some of it. Be like, you know, <laughs> like financial. Be like, you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know. One of you is responsible for something else, like the car payment or whatever. Yeah, of course, of course. Then you can you can put it in there and then have it signed. Be like, okay, cool. They your broke down is that you know? Yeah, I you know basically what it boils down to is for me relationships are difficult, and the less you work on them, the harder they will be. The more you work on them, the better they will be. My honest opinion. No, absolutely, and. I think I think this is a good way to start a relationship because you had these tough conversations. True, true. I can see your point. Okay. And you established a plan, a business plan. Sure. Goal. So there is no there's no random, hey, I wanna be an art I wanna quit my career and become an art student 
and you're blindsided by this concept because you had already talked about it in the goals aspect that at some point they wanted to be an art student or they wanted to be a YouTuber or they wanted to be a gamer. Okay. Especially, and you guys put your goals together and outline them so that you can establish a plan to achieve the goals. So that's where I think is why you should do this. Okay. And then, and then if the relationship goes south, you're not relying on the government who is unfair to determine how this is going to work out. True. You guys can sit there and go, we've already figured it out. Here's what it is. True. It looks like our, our, our time is about up, my friend. All right, well, we'll make the determination if we'll continue this conversation <laughs> next week or start a new one. So it was pretty interesting. So what do you think of that? Well, um, I think, you know, it's like for me, I can sit there and say, okay, I I hear where you're coming from. Am I 100% accepting of that? Probably not, <laughs> but I, I understand um, and I can see your point of view. I really can't. And that's the thing with this whole like relationship stuff. You have a lot of people that go, this is absolutely how you do it. It's like, what's good for you is not good for me. Of course. Why changes happen? These are, these are experiences that I've had in these conversations and what you've had. And so people get to pick and choose based off the data, the truths. Because there are some facts. The facts are 50% and then divorce. 80% are done by females. That is a fact. Fact is, child the child laws are very, very much against men. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot of facts to this. There's a lot of data. But there's also experience. And that's why I wanted to pose this idea. Because I don't think anybody really breaks it down to like three groups and goes, Find somebody in that group and then go through the negotiation process. Because if you have somebody who's similar to you, this negotiation process is very easy. Like me and Hennessy's negotiation process, she added four or five things. And they weren't even serious things. She negotiated like two things. Okay. Because we were so similar that it was just kind of like, I can agree on all of this. I just... Can we put something in for this? Okay. All right. There you so, go. So what we're going to do is go ahead and, and record on for our Patreon. So everybody check out the Patreon. Um, you can find that at friendsiview.com. See you next week. Thank you for joining the Friends I View today. If you loved our conversation, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share with friends, and stay tuned for our next episode. Until then. Keep the conversation going.